All right, Pete Rose, multiple personalities and the mystery of wilting flower. You know that's right. It's episode seven. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. We are Dem Pineapple Boys. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. And with me, as always, in the blueberry is my partner in crime, Billy Baby Legs O'Houlihan. How you doing, Hey! <laughs> What's going on, man? I love that. A uh, little shout-out to uh, our Madden League right there. I actually named somebody Gerton Buster uh, the other day. In fact, he was a player I stole from your practice squad, so thank you, oh, Joe. You but son uh, of a gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice little fast, uh, fat-looking running back, so uh, pumped about that and uh, pumped about this episode. It's good to be back. You son of a bitch. I, you know, <laughs> I never pay attention. The only time I paid attention to my uh, practice squad was this offseason because I drafted a – uh, a quarterback in the fifth round uh, with, uh, with a hidden dev. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to play my preseason games. I'm like, where the hell is this guy? And he's on my practice squad. So I had to sign him real quick. I named him William Delaney. And go. uh, I got to tell you, Friar, he's got to watch out because <laughs> William, Dena William Delaney – He's he's got nit factor. He's got nit factor. Uh, could be uh could be your new quarterback, man. Could be. So tangent aside, welcome back everyone, and uh, it, we're doing uh, episode seven. Who are you gonna call uh, from season one of Psych? And so I've watched this. You know, as always, I rewatch these episodes a couple of times. One uh, where I'm just dutifully, you know, dutifully paying attention because I'm writing down notes so I can get ready for the show. And then I try and watch it again, just to kind of absorb it all. And this is another one of those classic season one episodes where I initially not a fan, whatever, skip it. Um, but then, you know, appreciated it a little bit more on, uh, on rewatches and, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely share our feelings about it as we go on. But, uh, this was, this was a fun one, Billy. Yeah. I mean, Good Gus episode. Uh, I think yeah. you can say that about 90% of the episodes, but it's a good Gus one. Uh, you know, if we want to get right into our process, and you already know what that is, uh, it starts with a holla, ends with the cream skull, and if there's time in the middle, Thundercats ho! Thundercats ho! So, um, you know, the flashback, pretty good. I actually liked it. It's the good Sean. It's a decent yep. set of Henry hair. You know, he can always have uh, some rough hair going on. Pretty good little lesson that they teach. You know, you got to face your problems. Doesn't really to me. Did you pick up how it related to it in the episode at all? Really? No, not really. I think this was just um, just a cold open that they did. You know, because I, I I was trying to think about it, and and they're really hit or miss. They either like mm -hmm. boom spot on whether they have to relate to the episode or they're just something fun. You know that like that they do. And this was one of those fun ones where where Sean is uh, <laughs> his method of confronting a bully is to huck rocks at him. Yep. <laughs> And so, you know, Did you hit him. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> and so this was a good Henry moment. It's a good teachable moment. He, he says, John, you have to go back out there and you have to find a better way of dealing with this. So Sean, you know, the only thing about this that I could really grapple, you know, I could kind of like, is that it, it's, it's a good example of Sean as a kid demonstrating his skills that you see yeah, that he has these adapt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he has, but he has these, uh, you know, his perception skills, you know, from from an early age because he tells the bully, hey, listen, you're struggling in math, right? You want to pass the test? Every third answer is C. I got the damn thing memorized. And then the bully's like, oh, oh, shit, all right. And so 
He goes back to Henry, and, and we get classic Henry now, Narc Henry. He goes, did you really memorize the answers? And Sean goes, yeah. So he calls up his teacher and narks him out. So now Sean's really going to get his ass kicked because the bully's going to go take the test. The teacher's going to have changed the, you know, changed the answers, and, and uh, the kid's going to fail again. He's going to whoop Sean's ass. So, you know, uh, just come on. Yeah, Henry. just when come you on. think you have all the answers, I change the questions. Uh, Henry's one yeah. of those guys. And I think that's the only Henry appearance in the show. It is. It is. And um, – you know, and, and and that's okay. This this is a this is a weird episode. You know, like I said, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it more these past couple of viewings. But this is one that really doesn't get cooking for me until real late. And but even that said, I don't know where Henry would have fit in. Um, yeah, you know, during the story I, on this one, I think they're you know we're we're saying they're finding their groove, and I think this is the last groove finding episode because yeah. after this, I think it's nothing but you know doubles, triples, and home runs. I think the next one might even be a home run. So yeah. we're getting in the groove. I do think they need Henry in every episode as sometimes, and I'm with you. He pisses me off. He's a little aggravating and I'm like, what is he talking about? But he always adds a little bit something to the episode. Yeah. So I think that was a miss in this one for me. But again, we get the way the case develops and it's pretty interesting. But before we get to that, we get my favorite bit of the whole episode, the secretary. <laughs> so yeah, so this was a, this was a real hit and miss part for me because I actually didn't like – I thought this whole uh, modeling agency opening was was pointless. Like there wasn't really a point for it other than to try and interject some humor, which for me the only really f- funny part of this was, you know, Gus coming in and, you know, wh- who's that? Well, that's that's our secretary. And then, you know, there's a little back and forth of why we have a oh. secretary – I do love though the great rule of thirds joke. To, you know, does she uh, answer the phone? Well, yep, yeah, right here. <laughs> does she file her nails? Coffee? Yeah. Yes, she wants some. Would you like a yeah. cup? Like, yeah. I, like th- that to me was enough to work it in there. And then it does yeah. come back at the ge- again at the end because they hire a model right. to answer the phones, and then they send in a guy on the last one, and they have to fire him. So yeah. I did like that. I do agree. It does nothing for the episode, yeah. but it's a little good bit. It is. I, yeah, I I wrote that bit down because I did like that exchange because it was a great bing bang boom back and forth, Sean and Gus. Um, but you know, yeah, it felt a little like all the other stuff. You know, kind of felt forced. But what I mean, what I what it was trying to do was was set up the case, and that was Gus coming home early from uh, work because a doctor on uh, that the that they work with uh, was suddenly killed he was he was murdered so this piques sean sean's interest he's like well we got a case you know let's go and that's what you know sends them to the crime scene and this is where uh this is where gus does uh, his great sidekick job is he gives sean a little bit of information here that he can use as sort of a, a psychic uh you know vision yeah i um i really like it uh, again, it's another way of getting into the case. Last week we had a different approach before it was uh, pretty much all of the people, you know, something happening in the police station. So this one, a little different way in. And again, Juliet, still not Jules just yet. Doesn't really have any good moments in this one. She kind of like lets him into the crime scene after last. He's like, you know, don't come in here. And this is one of my favorite jokes. And you know, Lassie goes, didn't I tell you no? And Sean goes, but your eyes said yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's a nice little joke. Uh, you know, uh, a doctor was murdered. 
auspiciously, not on Gus's route, but he still uh, gets his product from Gus's company. You find yeah. that over and over again in the show. Uh, yeah. Typically, every single doctor is on his route to the yeah. point where they get one in like season six. And Sean's like, I think this is the first doctor that isn't on your route. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, pretty good angle into it. He's bashed over the head and they're flat out just denied this case. They're not even yeah. on this case. They're sent packing. And you're kind of like, hmm. Where do we go from here? Yeah, and it's and it's right. It's just you know, it, you know. So Gus is giving Sean right some of some intel. He's like, well, I don't know much about him other than he always makes you wait, and he's got a picture of Pete Rose in his office. And then Sean does the thing. I was summoned here by the spirit of Pete Rose. And last, he just gives him this dumb look, and Juliet goes, "I think there's a picture of Pete Wall, you know, Pete Rose, up on his wall." And you you think that would get him in, but no, you're right. They're just denied. So they head back to the office. And within you know a matter of moments, they get uh, they get a potential client, uh, Robert, who uh, this actor I think I wrote his name down somewhere, um, whatever. But he's one of those actors where uh, just like I, I demonstrated, you don't know everything. his name, but he's in everything. You recognize, you know his face, kind of guy. And he comes in and he's all uh, you know he's all uh, you know a dither, and uh, he's claiming that he was he's being haunted. And Gus, this is this is what this is this is what bring really brings me into this episode. This is what makes this episode for me uh, pass fail is Gus in this episode because Gus is all in on this case. He is all ghost hunter, and Sean's like, no, I want nothing to do with this case. This guy's lying. He's a loony tune. But from the moment this guy says, I think I'm being haunted. Gus is all in. He sits right down next to him, and he and he starts, you know, asking him questions, and he gets all into it. And uh, for, for you know, this is this is just for me a classic Gus episode. Oh, indeed. And uh, the guy's name is Frankie Whaley, or That's Frank Whaley. Uh, you know, if you look him up, if you've seen the episode, you know who he is, and he's got yeah. like a million credits on IMDb. And this might be one of his biggest roles because he's not known <laughs> for much. He's in Broken Arrow. He's in Pulp Fiction. I don't remember exactly who he is in Pulp Fiction, but he does a really good, good job of playing the panicky guy. And that yeah. leans right into Gus. And we get one of the great Gus Sean stories as, you know, Gus is adamant that they take the case. And then Sean's like, you know, I can't even get you to take, you know, the cases we normally take. And those are real police cases. So why on earth do you want to take this case? And then he tells the story about Wilting Flower and it's fucking hysterical. I, th I think that is the highlight comedy wise of the episode oh it's great because you know they're they're, they're having this great um is you know back and forth where where gus is you know listening to everything that you know robert has to say and sean's just sort of nonchalantly texting him and then gus picks up his phone and he sort of angrily texts back and puts his phone away and then they fight they finally step out of the room for a second you know to talk i think actually once robert leaves and you know sean's like why are you so into this and, and that's when gus tells him the story about wilting flower and uh, he goes, Sean. He told me that you know she told me that our house was born, you know, you know, built on a uh, an old Indian burial ground. And Sean starts dying laughing and admits that he was wilting flower. Gus, had, I was wilting flower. I stuck a walkie-talkie behind the uh, the the drywall. So yeah, classic so moment. That was, and he goes, I can't believe you believe that, and 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 held it with him because because this is where we get you know classic Gus because you know. Besides the you know the acting and all the lines he delivers, his facial expressions are always uh, spot on, and he just 
there's there's great back and forth between Sean and Gus uh, in this episode, and this this moment just always always puts a smile on my face because you know you get you get the the gullible Gus, and and I love 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 uh, gullible Gus. So you know Gus is he's all in. He's gonna you know he's decided on behalf of Psych they're gonna take the case. So you know we get we get Gus Pack and his ghost hunter kit, and they decide to go uh you know to robert's house and you know sean is still skeptical just won't give you know robert the time of day you know gus is eating it up uh they go to the house and and sean does his typical sean thing where he's scanning the house and he, and he puts his clue face on and you know he's picking up some things here clue. and there yeah <laughs> there's two clues you all over the place <laughs> So he sees like the 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 strands of uh, you know red hair and and pictures that are, you know with faces xed out and things like that. So Sean's now you know got the idea that he's not being haunted. He's just you know sort of being uh, harassed uh, you know by by a lover scorned. And uh, but they decide to sleep at the house. And this is this is one of the things in this particular episode that kind of drove me a little nuts because they decide to sleep over. You know, do the whole ghost hunter thing, but. Uh, in the middle of the night, the fucking house is burnt down or set on fire. Not burnt down. But yeah, it's, set it's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But they come back to the house again. Like you would think if there was a fire in this house that was to the scale in which they showed it, the house would be condemned for at least a, a short period of time. So this was, well, this was the, one of the rare things that kind of drove me nuts about this episode. But uh, we, get, we get a pretty big clue here, Billy. Yeah, we got a kiss on the forehead of Mr. Gus, Mr. Burton Guster. I also do love when Sean's like, can you hold my feet? I'm going to do sit-ups. I'm going to do a 1,000. Uh, you know, the classic back and forth that they have. But you get the kiss on the head. You know, Sean does the little uh, napkin to get the imprint of the lips exactly. And, you know, did you go anywhere else? No, I didn't go anywhere else. So Sean realizes, you know, something's afoot. She thinks it's the girlfriend. He thinks it's the girlfriend because, you know, um, He's slobbingly, his hair is not cut, all of this different stuff that a girlfriend wouldn't put up with, the red hair, as you said. So he's kind of honed in on the girlfriend, and he figures out from the pictures who it is. Yeah. So they. So what? where are they going when they run into Sean and La I mean, uh, Lassie and Jules here? Because they get in the blueberry, they're going somewhere, and they bump into to they Lassie. They might be on the way to the, uh, to the girlfriend's house. Yeah, okay. Well, well. Anyway, so they so they run into um, Lassie and Jules here, and this gives us another great um, joke, uh, you know, in the show where, <laughs> you know, you know, Lassie, you know, looks at Sean and Gus and says, "What are you guys doing here?" And they said, "Well, we're we're here collecting money for the policeman's balls." And we don't have balls. balls. <laughs> I just love that. Sets him up, puts it on a tee, and Lassie delivers. Uh, the line. I don't have enough time perfectly. to riff on that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have balls. Oh, and the other thing we missed about Lassie is the ex-wife. Oh yeah, the the, stuff. Yeah, I this actually don't mind this. It's a little peek into his life. He's buying her some little cherubs. That's you know with a ridiculous note about X is the loneliest letter in the alphabet from your ex-husband. You know Juliet again. Still not full Juliet. Still not any. We haven't seen real Juliet quite yet which is very disappointing. But yes, they were. I just checked because I always have the episode running behind me. They were on the way to the girlfriend's house. And then we get another little, you know, back and forth between Gus and Sean where 
he's completely pissed off that you know basically he kidnapped him. <laughs> well, yeah. So so yeah. So I want to I want to talk about this for a little bit because I love I, I love I love this part. And uh, so Sean Sean wants to go visit the group, but she's in like San Palo Alto or San Palo Alto. Palo Alto. So right by you know. So it's it's a bit of a drive, and Gus is like, no, I got to get back to work. So we get we get a we get a nice little you know that's right moment here when uh, well Sean says well let's let's go get some jerk chicken first they're always eating jerk chicken which I love I love that's jerk chicken I, I love it it's a running gag in the show uh, and so you know Gus is like all right and then the next thing you see is uh, oh thank you Friar uh, what you see is uh, Gus you kind of waking up from a nap and you kind of like what what the heck's going on. And Sean admits, you know, that they're almost at the ex-girlfriend's house and that he put six allergy pills uh, in his drink. And, and you're goes, buying me new tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all the things, you're buying me new tires. And this is goes, kidnapping. That's what this yeah. is. This is kidnapping. Yeah. That's it. I'm not talking to you, Sean. The, the silent treatment. You're getting, and then, you know, when Gus, when Gus sticks to something like that, he sticks to it. So they, they, they get to the girlfriend's house and then... <laughs> they knock on the door, and within a millisecond, Sean goes, "Nope, it's not her." And yeah, then, and then, and then, <laughs> then the text <laughs> Well, no, <laughs> we're not leaving. We're not leaving until you tell me why. So he still can't convince Gus. So they go in, and I love Sean's cover in this because he's trying to open up a gallery and he wants to call it the Louvre, but he can't call it because he can't call he can't call it anything Louvre. He can't call it Le Petit Louvre. Louvre 2, Night Gallery, <laughs> nothing. It's all taken. Um, so she's kind of skeptical of them too. But again, Sean, even more staunch in not being her, realizes she's not a scorned lover because she's engaged, pretty happily engaged. But she does give them a nice nugget about uh, Roy Schneider, <laughs> apparently. Um, you know, Robert, you know, he was seen at the movies with another woman. And, you know, his ex's girlfriend caught him. And she, she, I love the exchange between Sean and this woman too, because she goes, he, you know, can you believe this? He tried to tell her that his name was um, Martin Brody, Martin Brody. And he goes, Roy Schneider's character from Jaws. She goes, how did you know? I've seen Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> like, what how did fuck? you know? I've seen Jaws. That was, uh, that was, that was a great moment. And, and, and so this is where we start to get, kind of the first clues or the first hints um you know because this was is, this was what actually what was you know executed very well because it's really from this point on that the case part of this show it really takes off granted we're we're two-thirds of the way of the you know into the episode by now but you know she starts to drop those hints where she says well you know well, Sean asked why she broke up with him and well he was always forgetful he, you know, he wasn't, um, you know, he was never on time. He would disappear for days on end. So those are the, those are the little seeds that are planted uh, to what we'll get, you know, a little bit, you know, later on. And so the Sean and Gus, you know, after talking with her, oh, and by the way, we get Gus's nickname here. What was right? it? Francois. Oh yeah, yeah, Francois. Yeah, he yeah, does Francois. <laughs> that's Hodebu. He does the terrible French accent. Yeah. I forgot we got uh, Francois. It's not yeah, Francois. Of, uh, the names so I it... use often. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not set up like uh, the you know how it typically is, and and Francois. Yeah, this is my partner, yeah. Django yeah. Unchained. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so they head back to the office, 
and they're sitting in the parking lot and they're kind of going, you know, a little, little back and forth. And all of a sudden, uh, you see a car driving straight at them. And so, you know, you know, luckily and quickly, you know, they get out of the way. So, you know, they're not hurt. The blueberries banged up, but the other car crashes and and the perpetrator uh runs away. And guy was like a whippet. That's right. And uh but but Sean, you know, he he spies a clue and uh he sees the toothpick, uh, which at the time just seems like a nothing thing, but he keeps it in the back of his memory and it'll come back uh you know to play um you know a little bit um later on. Uh so uh the guys return back to uh Robert's house and they notice that uh the door's unlocked and it's in a bit of a disarray. So this is this is what kind of drove me nuts about the the fire earlier, right? Because they, they wouldn't be going back to Robert's house, you know. Uh, that was a pretty significant fire, but that gripe aside, you know, they go back, they, you know, they go inside cause they're, they're trying to, you know, to talk to Robert and they notice that, that shit's kind of all over the place. Uh, there's a message uh, written on the mirror that says, save me, I'm trapped. And it appears to be blood, but it ends up just being, you know, red paint, but there's a trail of red paint. So uh, they decide to follow it and it takes them up to the attic where they find. Oh, they find uh, Regina. Yeah. Regina. Regina I keep only going to say Regina George because I love uh what is it uh Mean Girls but it's not it's oh, Regina Kane yeah. uh you know and they they basically evoke her out of Robert um and you know they get to the bottom of you know multiple personalities this guy you know could be up to three people and yeah. um what was I going to say but I do really like the way that she kind of flirts with Gus, just like every yeah. girl <laughs> or like every character that kind of Gus doesn't want to be flirted right. with, flirts with them. Yeah. Except for a while. What season is it with, um, uh, where, where it, the, Oh, the old lady that doesn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> no, one under, no one, no one over the age of 30 shuts this down. <laughs> she smells like mothballs, Sean. Uh, but no, I, I, I did love the scene because this was, uh, you know, uh, you know, a great, a great scene because they go up into the attic and they see, you know, they see the perfume bottles, they see the wigs, they see the women's clothes, the women's shoes, and I loved this twist because, uh, you know, like Gianna said in the chat, you know, she didn't uh, see the twist until the end and, and on the first watch, and and that's what the show always does. We'll talk about that generally every episode is that they, they mm -hmm. do it concealing it. And so I didn't see the multiple personality thing until, you know, it gets revealed right here. And I love it because Robert's up there. They, they bring Robert back after they discovered it and they, and they're trying to pull out Regina. And I thought this was some great, some great comedy, uh, you know, because Sean's like, you know, putting different clothes on. He's like, what the hell are you, know, you doing? And then it's finally, I don't know, the, he's spraying the perfume around. He's like, you know, what the hell? And I, I'm not, I can't remember if it was the wig or whatever, but finally they pull Regina out, and then she starts hitting on Gus, and uh, and then Sean gets you know the the inclination that there might even be a third personality, and but I love the back and forth right before because Sean's trying to say what's that this disorder called with the multiple? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to get uh, yeah. what is it? Gus keeps thinking Sally Fields movies. They do this right, a lot. Right. This is another minor running gag when they do the. Um, you know that movie with Shia, Le Shia LaBeouf? You know, yeah, the one with yeah. holes in the ground? They have holes in Shia LaBeouf. And I think yeah. Gus is actually in that movie. 
I think oh, he's I've never old. seen that movie. That movie was I was a little too old when it came out. Me too. I never read the book in school. But so, apparently, it's a great movie, and a lot of people a little bit younger than us love it. And you know, our guy Jacob in the chat says he is in it, so that's why they reference it. But they do this thing where Gus can't guess the right thing. He even yeah. pulls a little bit of a Sean, but I don't think he's being necessarily obtuse about it. But that's right. a great little back and forth. So then we get that piece of the puzzle. So now Sean's onto it, and I believe they're going to tell Lassie at this point about their case, right? Yeah, because they, they think they haven't wrapped it up at this point, right? They, they know of Regina, uh, and they suspect a third um, uh, personality, but they still don't know the motive, right? Because no. what sort of gets lost in all of this is that there is still a dead doctor. Yeah. And they don't realize that those two things are connected. connected, right? So they think they've they've saw you know that they, they've got this whole ghost. So they they they, they go to they go to um, uh, the police station to tell them they found Regina, and 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 so so Jules kind of lets them in, and Lassie's down in the shooting gallery, and I love this scene because you just see him place those little figurines, yeah, you know, and and pop 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 and. And this the, the whole divorce thing plays out uh, throughout the show until was it season six or seven when uh, until he meets Margot awesome. and fully yeah. uh, gets rid of uh, yeah. the ex and the 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 person that they chose to play the ex by the way is phenomenal and the ex's father too we'll get into him oh about, yeah uh, I can't wait about, for that episode in about a season from now but yeah. this is a great you know way that they figure it out Sean gets the patient files of Dr. Yeah. Flynn sees that Regina Kane is one of the people. So he puts it together that she's going for gender reassignment. And that's why Martin Brody wants to kill the doctors because he can't kill Regina because Regina is him and Robert. So he can't do that, but he doesn't want to lose, you know, the moneymaker because apparently he's out dating yeah. up women on the side <laughs> as Roy <laughs> Schneider. So that means Robert and Martin would also lose their bits. You know, yeah. that was a great... <laughs> Great little exchange, but but but, he, but this is where the toothpick comes back into play because uh, taking a look at the crime scene photos, Sean sees the toothpick, and that's where he puts it together. And he goes, "Holy smokes! A person that tried to kill us, you know, uh, is the same person, uh, you know." And and that's when it all sort of clicks, and then they get the patient files, and that's when they learned about the gender reassignment surgery. And then Lassie comes back up and he's like, what the, you know, he's all pissed off. And he says, we, you know, we got to go to the doctor's office now. And that's, you know, this, this is a great little tease. I mean, you saw it coming a mile away at this point, but you know, Regina is in the doctor's office talking with the doctor and then, uh, but you only see from her from behind. And then when they pan around, you see the toothpick and, you know, and then Martin's about to strike and they, they come I in just in time. Ah, by the way, a couple things here. I hate the toothpick trope that they do. They put yeah. it on like all of the douchey characters. I mean, besides, I don't know, Razor Ramon. I don't think anybody <laughs> pulls it off well. They even yeah. give it to one of my favorite movies, uh, Uncle Buck, the kid who's dating the daughter in that one, trying to make him look like a real asshole, flipping the toothpick in his mouth. So yeah. I hate the toothpick trope to make somebody seem like a badass. But the thing that I really like here is that Sean realizes the dire need of the case. And Gus is like, you know, the, oh, the appointment's right now. Right now, Sean? Well, 10 minutes. So they don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So when Sean does this, it's his pretty much most like dead giveaway clue. He basically yeah. writes the fucking address down because they know, I mean, he doesn't want to give away that he was going through Lassie's yeah. desk and he'd be pissed. 
But what I really like is that Lassie is like, yeah, until he's like, someone's going to actually be murdered. And then Lassie was like, just grabs his coat and goes, let's go. So yeah. I really did like that because it showed the urgency for all of the characters. They get there just in time to save the doctor's life. The <laughs> the fact that the doctor couldn't break down the fact that this person had multiple personalities, probably Again. not the greatest psychiatrist, but you know, we're picking it here. Yeah. So, but, and, and it, so yeah, a couple of gripes with this episode for sure. But that's the other thing that you, when, when you said that, like, that when Sean displays that urgency, because we see that numerous times, and this is the one time too where Sean and Lassie are on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, when something is urgent, when something is dire, there's no, there's none of this Lassie giving Sean a hard time. When something is like, when he's dead serious about something, Lassie's right there, locks, you know, lock and step. This happens in um, with the um, Sean gets the yips, and mm-hmm. they're singing Happy Birthday. And no. Sean's like really, really right, and he's, he's he's trying to let Lassie know that there's a guy with a gun, and he finally just says, "There's a gun," and Lassie doesn't hesitate. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, I I do love that dynamic, and that's you know that's that's why we love the show. That's why we love these characters because they're able to. There's there's many different pieces to them, and and they all fit together perfectly. You know when they need to. And so this was this was a good wrap up. You know, I, I wrote down in our notes here that, you know, like I said earlier, for me, the show is good for the first two thirds. There's some funny moments. There's some there's some good scenes, but it's not, you know, really pertinent to, you know, the case. Whereas like last week's episode, the whole thing, it was like a perfect balance, you know, but the last third of this episode it, you know, from when they get to the ex-girlfriend house and on is great because now it's all story driven. It's all clue driven. It's all putting the pieces together. And when that twist happens and when it comes together, it's it's absolutely fantastic. So not the worst, um, you know, not the best. But with, with that said, Billy, you want to get into the uh, the Thundercats hoe? Yeah, we didn't miss too much. Uh, yeah. The nickname was uh, Francisco. That's fun to Francois. say. Or Francois. Francois. Sorry. Francois. Francois. I'm an idiot. Can't read, can't talk, can't do anything. But the pineapple, the perfume bottle, was it? Yeah. So I had to look this up again. You know, in a lot of these early episodes, it's not, it's not obvious. So uh, the uh, the psych, uh, the wiki page for this gave two examples for the for the pineapple. One, it was like there's pizza at Robert's house, and it could have been there could have been pineapple on the pizza. Mm-hmm. Eh, no, I'm not giving, I'm not giving it that. And then I guess the other one was they said the uh, the perfume bottle was in the shape of a pineapple. I didn't catch it. Uh, I got a, I didn't get a chance to uh, rewatch the episode when I after I wrote these notes. So I will definitely go back and take a look. Uh, so the, again, season one, they're still finding their groove um, on all things. But there, there was something I, I wanted to talk about that we 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 missed sort of you know in in the beginning. So there there's we've been getting a lot of this dynamic in season one and maybe it's done on purpose because of, you know, what we got in the pilot between Lassie and his partner that they were, they were dating. Sean broke them up and now he's got this new partner. So they're, you know, they're still gelling, but Lassie was real aggressive towards her in this episode when she, you know, she was just trying to make small, small talk with him about the figurines and he kind of jumped down her throat and was a little aggressive about it. Um, and so that was a little off because you know usually you know Jules 
won't stand for that, that we'll see going forward. But another thing that irked me was at one point, Jules said, um, why don't we call that psychic guy? Now, we're six episodes in with Jules at this point. They they know each other. You know, they're familiar with each other. I just found it odd that she would call him that psychic guy instead of just saying, what about if we call Mr. Spencer or Sean or whatever? Now, this gave me the sense that maybe this was filmed earlier. Yeah. You know, and that was just kind of placed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the, to me, that's the only reason why that makes sense. Like this would have been like maybe the second or third episode with Juliet, but for some reason they decided to um, air it here. Because I don't know, I, I don't know why that line just bugged me. And um, no, you're right; it's not as casual as she would normally say it. She would just say, "Why don't we bring Sean in, the psychic?" Yeah, yeah, you know, and, like, not casual. that psychic guy, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't obviously. You know, it's a psych podcast. We love psych. It's a you know, it's. I would say this episode, uh, maybe we can come up with a pineapple ranking system, Ooh. but this isn't a full pineapple. You know, I wouldn't yeah. give this one, um, you know, it's, it's missing uh, some key pieces here. It's missing Henry adds some good pieces here. It's not as comical. It's not strong throughout. Finishes with a fire, but overall, probably in my bottom quarter, bottom third of the yeah. first season episodes. But, yeah. you know, we're going to get going here next week. So yeah. it's... it's yeah. It's it's all uphill from here. I think we're cranking. We're maybe we're cranking. one episode I don't like in season seven. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, and then sort of to bring it back to the model modeling agency, you can kind of touch the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I did I did love this part now because uh, Sean's Sean's pissed. He's like, what you know? And Gus's like, what's going on? I go, they they lied to me. They misrepresented themselves. You know, I thought I hired a Leslie, and they pan over, and it's a guy. And Sean, I mean, Gus just goes. What Leslie could be a guy's name too. It's you know, so it, we have to fire of, him. We can't let that Adonis work at this office. He's better than looking. Yeah. He's better looking than both of us put together. <laughs> so they so they do it over text, which is yep. a running guy throughout the episode was was doing everything over text. And I love the phone they had. Right, Gus says that that weird side sliding phone. You know that oh, you know, good old sidekick, the sidekick, <laughs> and, and because that's that's one of the things that that uh you know just the subtle little things in psych is that sean's always got an iphone and you get that whatever the ringtone is and then he's got his his psych uh, phone cover on there uh, well because the first thing i knew about this show was the phone cover before i knew yeah. anything about it like i know a couple of my friends liked it and i think even one of them had the phone cover but like i never knew anything about this show except you know who's well why do people have fucking psych pineapple phone cases but uh so I think that's probably their number one selling item besides me buying their t-shirts over and over again. But right, right. Yeah. Which I've got to do. I've got to get some psych, you know, other than the uh, green screen here. This is sort of like uh, my, you know, my my homage because you know, Billy's always got the shirt. So I had I had to bring something to the table here. So well, for uh, those of you listening, instead of watching along with right, right, right. here, Joe does have a uh, a great green screen behind him and it looks sweet. I think it's even uh, better lit than Max, so well done. Oh, thank you, thank you, sir. But uh, yeah, so I think overall it's sort of a middle of the pack episode, and mm-hmm. you know one of the things that we've talked about is that when we when we get to the end of season one, um, you know we'll either do it as part of the finale, uh, you know where we'll talk about the finale. Maybe we'll have a guest on, and then we can go through and and rank the episodes and kind of maybe put them in order, or you know we'll we'll figure that out. But I think that would be like a good opportunity to sort of take a look back at the season as a whole, you know, 
not just talk about the episode, but then we like the season and then our favorite moments from the season and give us an opportunity to maybe have a guest on. So I, I think that was, that would be a lot of fun. So overall, this is a good, it was a, it was a meh episode it really cooked at the end, but definitely some misses. Um, but what do we got uh, coming up next week? Uh, we have Sean versus the red phantom in this episode. I didn't like it the first few times I saw it, but uh, I gained a huge appreciation rewatching it a bunch. I'll probably watch it four or five times between now and the next podcast, but a lot of good stuff. And the first true Juliet episode, she kind of finds her own. Um, we get a, uh, a little bit of George Takai or Takay, uh, <laughs> however you feel like saying it. I've heard it both ways. I don't know about you, but uh, it's a really, really good episode. Probably one of the best plots in season one by far. And I'm going to give myself a come on, son, because I forgot on, to son. say it before I asked you. <laughs> God damn it. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. I'm out here with that bull. <laughs> but, I, but I love this episode because uh, we start to get a lot of we get a lot more references, right? Mm-hmm. So it revolves around a Comic-Con. Uh, Sean, I mean, Gus, he referred to you by name. I don't know him, Sean, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, the guy in the God piece gave you the half dime. <laughs> So we get we we start to get more classic Sean in this episode, and this is where, like you said, it really starts to find its groove. So uh, I'm I, definitely looking forward to it. I'm 100 with you now, and I think I had mentioned it a few times that some of these episodes may have been shot out of order or yeah. shot in order and then placed out of order. And I now think that the way that this episode plays off Sean versus the Red Phantom, it yeah. doesn't feel like a steady progression. I think the next one is huge leap up in episode yeah. quality content comedy so yeah. looking forward to that next week so uh you know very excited about it yeah very excited so billy where can the people find us uh joe they can find us everywhere i mean we are literally on every social media platform you can think of facebook the dork shared gooniverse we are on all podcasting platforms this podcast along as tldr you guys talk comics you had a big interview coming out soon which i am delighted to i uh, can't wait to listen to mac and goo dork change my mind pcp the thing i am a part of you can find me on all social media platforms at billy d 2411 and i think the unification is underway on back cracker right back cracker baby i i, I am uh, unified across all uh social media platforms twitch uh twitter uh, Instagram, uh, you know it, baby. So, uh, you know, ha- happy to have finally got that taken care of. <laughs> so, uh, until next week, uh, Billy, wait for it. Frank says hi. <laughs>